The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But for today, we're in Ephesians chapter 5. And we're going to start in verse number seven. Now, before we get in there, I want to just give you another understand, a kind of a understanding of quick understanding what we're dealing with here. Um, the last few verses we've looked at is God really through the Apostle Paul is giving us an understanding that there is a distinction in our thinking and our growth and our lifestyle as we come to Christ. Before I read these verses, let me explain something that we believe. We believe once we're saved, we have the Holy Spirit and everything that we need for our Christian life. But that doesn't mean that we're everything we need to be, and we even understand it all once we're newly saved. So the Bible teaches what's known as sanctification. From the day we're born to the day Christ takes us home, we are constantly growing, constantly learning about what it means to follow Christ. The Bible describes it like as a baby starting over and growing. When we look at this, though, what he's going to tell the church, and he's talking to the church at Ephesus, and you have to understand, he's on his missionary journeys in Acts when he's writing this, or when he meets this church and starts this church. And one of the things that's important that we understand when we look at this is that Ephesus was in a very carnal world, very uh, part of the world where all kinds of sexual immorality and all these different lifestyles were acceptable. And so Paul is telling this church that there needs to be a very clear distinction between your lifestyle and what is accepted in the world. So he talked about immorality, talked about our mouth and, and our speaking. Well, of course, it makes sense. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And simply, you can't live this lifestyle, just act like it's no big deal, and assume that God's part of your life. And then he continues in verse 7. He says, Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye, verse 8, were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light. In the Lord walk as children of light. So he starts in verse 7 and 8. It says, It makes sense at one point you were like them. There's part of your life that accepted that, that made sense. This was the right way to go. Um, you live that way, it made sense. Without God, that's the way all of us are. We live in a, in a filthy world, and, and honestly, if you don't have God in your life, there's no reason to look at it and see it as anything but people's choices, no big deal, and it's not that big of a deal. That's normal. But when you get the Holy Spirit in your life, He opens your eyes to the truth of God, to the truth of the Bible, and the truth of what's going on. And that, and that existence of the Holy Spirit in your life begins to help you recognize something. He's saying, so as you grow, you can't be what they are. Well, now, please understand this. This is not us condemning or judging other people. Without God, why would they be different? It's not us even at all thinking we're better than them. We're just on a different path. We're heading a different direction. We have information from the Holy Spirit they don't have yet. And so he gets, goes in a little more detail. He goes, um, verse 9, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. As we grow in Christ, that's what it should be. It's in goodness. It's in righteousness, it's in truth. Verse 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. That's our life, that's our desire, is to grow in desire to please Him. To proving, and proving is testing. Following what God is, says is right. Following what the Bible says is right. Now, I want us to clarify one thing here. Um, you can take these verses and I think go wrong on one of two extremes. And we have a couple more verses to read here, but let me explain what I mean here. The one is this. 
well, these verses state, you know, we, we got to prove everything what God wants. So what we need to do is then we establish these list of 10 or 12 things. And if everybody does these 10 or 12 things, then we're super spiritual. The problem with just the list of 10 things we do or don't do is then I can go ahead and act like that and put that out. And I can, I can look really Christian because I've done these things. I don't do these things and I dress and sound the right way, but my heart never changes. I hope we understand this is not about just putting on a front and looking religious. I think it's one of the biggest battles. And I think the younger generation growing up, and mine as well, saw it, saw it as empty. We look good, we sound good, but when it all comes down to it, there's an emptiness there because the, the, the front we're putting out there never got to our heart. It's not real. So this is not just about... If I, the, the less I do from the world or the more I do of this, usually it's the less I do of the world. Usually it's these nine things we don't do. But that doesn't make me spiritual, all right? There needs to be a part where what I'm doing is progression and growth in God, not just because a book or so-and-so told me not to do it. It should be biblical. There should be a biblical reason behind it. And it should be something that I should say, the Bible says this and I follow. So the one extreme is we, we can just start creating a list of, of unbiblical things, like what much of the Pharisees and Sadducees did in, in when Jesus walked in the earth. The other extreme is to say, well, I, don't, I wanna go this way, what some people call legalism. I don't wanna do that. So I'm just gonna say, well, you just do whatever, you, whatever feels right. That, that's not biblical either. God does give, he gave a list of things a few of earlier of things we should stay away from. There are things in the Bible that we are told to stay away from, told we're to do. So there is these two extremes I think are dangerous. I think it simply comes down to this. If you love the Lord and you've been saved and you want to follow him, get in the word of God, read the Bible, and it will naturally begin to share and teach you what it is that God wants. It'll grow. As you grow, it'll, it'll be more. There's things that I'm learning now that weren't even part of what I was thinking about 20 years ago because I wasn't there yet. So that makes sense. Let's continue on down. He says in verse 11, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather prove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done in them in secret. But all these that are, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. Whatsoever doeth make manifest is light. If we go back to this battle between light and darkness, you know, the Bible tells us in John 3, men love darkness better than light because their deeds are evil. So first of all, what is the light? The light is truth. The light is the truth of Jesus and God. They're the truth. They've given us the Bible, which is truth. That is the light. The darkness, well, obviously it's darkness. We, we don't want the truth. We want to be able to hide behind the, the, the lies and so that we can believe whatever we want. And I'm telling you, you, you see it all. I'm not talking churches. I'm talking the culture today. They, they are willing just to lie about anything that fits them, you know, about life and about all these other things. And they just lie about it. And it is covered by darkness. We want to believe it because, well, you know, I don't want to be rude or intolerant or everything. And they're just lying about it. That's the darkness. And the world outside of Christ is just living in darkness. And they're just kind of making things up as they go as a lie. We shouldn't expect anything different outside of God. Why would they do that? Now, he tells us to um, reprove them. Please understand, this is not a political position where I go up and I criticize anybody I disagree with politically, things of this nature. We are to be, be clear Okay, as, as a church, we're supposed to help people recognize the truth. We're not supposed to spend our time criticizing politics or getting angry over what the world's doing. Really, the answer, the answer to solving the battles of right and wrong is not to focus judgment and criticism on wrong. It's to help us recognize truth. What is the truth? And the more we recognize the truth and light is brought to the truth, darkness is exposed. You, know, you walk in, you want to see how bad something is, apply light to it. 
When you walk into a room and it's filthy, or you like, what's this noise or whatever? Kick a light on. You're going to find out maybe there's a, a flood or something, damage, what's going on? Apply light to it. That's what we do in the world. The world is not looking for the Christians to come out in animosity against a world struggling for truth. They don't have any. It doesn't have God. They're not looking for that. The world needs a loving, gracious church that is willing to live distinctly, not judgmentally, not cruelly, but distinctly. I'm willing to live according to the Bible. I'm willing to live in truth. That means I, 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 I'm going to love my wife the way I'm supposed to. I'm going to live that way that I'm supposed to. I'm going to love others. I'm going to follow what God wants me to do. I'm going to treat. And, and if you say what it is, picture how he treated people when he walked here for three years. He didn't walk around condemning the world. As a matter of fact, he went and loved the world and he condemned the religious people who thought they were too good for the world. So just remember how he approached these things. Now, please also remember that when he went to the people and these people got saved, he said, go and sin no more. He didn't say, well, go back to normal lifestyles. He says, you've met me. There's a change. That's what the world needs. The world needs somebody who's willing to help them recognize the truth. And in that, they find God. They find Jesus. That truth is what they're looking for. The truth that will give them an obvious reality of what's going on and help them. But they're not going to find that with a debate or political debates. This is simply the idea that we should live distinctly because we are following God. Not legalistically and not in so much liberty we're in sin. We're living the life that follows the Bible, follows God. As we grow, we follow God. And the world sees us doing it lovingly and graciously. And in that, they see light. They see truth. That's what we need to show in this day. Not, not, a, not an anger at wrong or lies, but a, a, a love for the truth and a reality of the truth, the gospel. And when you find that, that's the life-changing truth. That's what the world needs to see, us embracing it and living it. And may it be something we strive to do. Again, we're not, this, is, this is a choice. This is a choice of how we live. But I hope we also understand this is not me trying to be good. This is me being in the Word of God in prayer, being a church, being in, in, in the process where I know I need to do and allow God to give me these truths so that I can grow. Yes, I'm going to implement the things I've learned and I'm going to do my best to follow them. But ultimately, I'm letting God begin to teach me. The closer I get to God, the more these things become who I am. I should be following and it ultimately comes down. If I'm in Christ, I'm going to follow Him and I'm going to go a different direction in the world. And it's not a judgmental direction, it's a different direction. It's a good direction, a direction that shows love, uh, love to the world, love of, love of God, and it's a truth that the world truly needs. Well, thanks for joining us this week, giving me a chance to be part of your day just for a few minutes, and I greatly appreciate it. I hope this is a help. I know today, again, these last few verses, are, they're a challenge, but I hope more than that, they're an inspiration. This is what we can. This is a great way to have a testimony in the world, and I hope it challenges you, encourages you, and inspires you to know that God's got a plan, a plan for you, and if you strive to follow, He can use you in great ways. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you join us again on Monday.